We are having an identity crisis in the world, but what's worse is the church is having an identity crisis of its own. The Bible tells us we are fully accepted by Jesus as his children, yet we are always looking to be accepted by the world and those around us. Join me this week as we continue our identity series entitled, Who Determines Identity? This week, let's talk about acceptance. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. Welcome back. I'm so grateful that you are here to spend a few minutes with me this week. I want to share with you a new podcast that we are producing here at Raising Kids on Your Knees under our production crew of Flying Arrow Productions. How to Mama Without Drama is hosted by my friend Nellie Westby. She is a family coach and founder of Avada Family Coaching. Her passion is coming alongside families and helping them raise children with purpose. If you're in a place where you feel stuck, stuck in your parenting and wondering what you need to do, Nellie is your girl. She's been known to be called the child whisperer. Her podcast is short and to the point and talks about many aspects of parenting. Check out How to Mama Without Drama. I know you're going to be blessed by that. All this week at Raising Kids on Your Knees, we are praying for our children to understand the acceptance of God. If you want to pray for your children every day and find it hard to know what to pray, we've taken the guesswork out of it. Go over to RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org and subscribe to the Prayer Tribe. Our community of prayer warriors receives a free printable prayer sheet with scriptures and prayers to pray over your children for that week. Come and join prayer warriors all around the world who are praying life into the lives of their children. I hope last week's podcast was encouraging and helpful as we embark on this journey of identity. We as the church, and I mean the church body, not the building, have to get back in alignment with who Jesus says we are and walk in the identity he designed if there's going to be any hope for our world. Why do we struggle so much with acceptance? That's what we're talking about this week. Neil Anderson, in his book, Victory Over the Darkness, says this, acceptance was replaced by rejection, therefore we have a need to belong. That's in the context of the fall of man. Do you wrestle with rejection from others? I know I sure do. The rejections of others is one of the hardest things for me. Thankfully, there's freedom in the acceptance of God. For us to understand the acceptance of God, we need to go back and revisit what exactly happened to us when Adam and Eve partnered with sin in the garden if we are to recover from its effects in our personal lives. God created every one of us with a need for belonging, both to him and with one another. But instead of feeling like we belong, we fight those feelings of rejection that bombard us moment by moment by those we love and meet. When we have an intimate personal relationship with God, it sets us up to have an intimate personal relationship with one another. 
John Ortberg, in his book, Everybody's Normal Till You Get to Know Them, when talking about the human-shaped void, he says this, Sometimes in church circles, when people feel lonely, we tell them not to expect too much from human relationships, that there is an inside every human being a God-shaped void that no other person can fill. That is true, but apparently, according to the writer of Genesis, God creates inside this man a kind of human-shaped void that God himself will not fill. God created us with a need for acceptance, but until we understand his acceptance of us as his child, we will never be able to handle the rejection that is inevitable from other people. Let's look at it this way. When we have or adopt a child of our own, they are always and forever our children. There's nothing that can change that fact. John 1.12 reminds us, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior is the very same thing. We become his child forever and always. Nothing can ever change our position as a child of God. It's our identity. It's who we are. It's very easy to make the mistake that what we do is who we are. For instance, if I were to ask you, who are you? What would you say? Would you say I'm a wife, a mom, a teacher, a nurse, a pilot, etc.? The only answer to that question as a child of God is, I'm a child of God. All those other things are what we do as a child of God. We need to be very careful that we don't confuse what we do with who we are. Actually, who we are determines what we do. We must also remember receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior not only allows us to become God's child, the Holy Spirit also comes alive in us. At that moment of conversion, we go from being spiritually dead to spiritually alive. 1 Corinthians six seventeen tells us this, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one in spirit with him. Adam and Eve chose disobedience in the garden when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The consequences of their disobedience was spiritual death. Because of this, we are all born spiritually dead until we receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. At that very moment of our conversion, we become spiritually alive in Christ. We become one in spirit with him. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are now spiritually alive and one in spirit with him, fully accepted. As God's child who is spiritually alive, we are now part of a bigger family the body of Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, 27. It says, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Every family is unique from everyone else's and chances are when you're together, there are things that make you unique to one another. It might be looks, mannerisms, or even the sound of each other's voice. For instance, our family has several family mantras. We also like some of the tradition, same traditional foods over the holidays, as well as games we play. These things make my family unique from yours. In the same way, when Jesus became our Lord and Savior, you become a part of the body of Christ. The closer you walk with Jesus, the more you resemble Christ and each other. We will speak truth to one another. We will strive to walk in the Spirit. There will be very specific things that will distinguish us as the body of Christ. Most of all, our love for one another. We're family. We are also fully accepted by our Heavenly Father in that family. God has given us some very clear passages in the Bible that make it clear that we are all accepted by Him. Look at Ephesians 1-1 with me and let's see if you can spot it. 
This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to God's holy people, his saints in Ephesus, who are faithful followers of Christ. If you tell someone they're stupid, chances are, no matter how smart they are, they will believe they are stupid. We tend to believe the words spoken of us by others. It is the same for the believer in Christ. In the Bible, people who did not follow Jesus were referred to as sinners. In the Bible, people who did not follow Jesus were referred to as sinners. If we always refer to ourselves as forgiven sinners, we will sin. But when we look at this passage in Ephesians, you will see that followers of Jesus are only referred to as saints. Never in the New Testament are followers of Jesus referred to as sinners. If we refer to ourselves as redeemed saints, we will be more likely to act like one. You cannot behave contrary to what you genuinely believe about yourself. As a child of God, you are a redeemed saint who occasionally sins. And finally, as I wrap this up, I want to encourage you with something that I'm very passionate about. As a child of God, fully accepted by him, we have the benefit of freedom from our sin and the things that bind us to our past. Colossians 1.14 assures us of this, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever visited a dog pound? If you have, you have seen some of the cutest puppies and dogs ever. It's one of my favorite places to go. However, as cute as they are, they are caged up. They have no freedom to run or even the freedom to be loved. Some may never make it out alive unless they are rescued. When we do not know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are like those locked up puppies. We have no freedom to be all God created us to be. We have no freedom to be unconditionally loved. Most importantly, we will never make it out of this life to live an eternity with Jesus in heaven. That is exactly what Jesus did for you and me. He rescued us from our locked up cage of darkness and sin and set us free to be all he created us to be and live an abundant life in him. He set us free to experience the unconditional love of our Heavenly Father. He set us free to live in eternity with Him in heaven. That is the best news out there, and it isn't fake news. I personally believe that one of the biggest things that prevents us from walking in victory on a day-to-day -day basis is not understanding and believing who we are in Christ and what our true identity is. And because we don't walk in our true identity, many who are lost are looking for identity in all the wrong places. As a child of God, we have those answers that the world is longing for. As we step into our identity as an accepted child of God, our light in this world will become brighter and brighter. So much so, those who are lost can't help but see it. As you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you this week, kick unbelief to the curb and boldly walk in the truth of who you are as a child of God. I mentioned the book Neil Anderson wrote, Victor of the Darkness, in the beginning of this podcast. Neil Anderson has taken the Bible, opened it up, and shares in this book the power of our identity in Christ. I highly recommend it. You can find it on the Freedom in Christ website, FICM.org, and it is also available on Amazon.com. 
I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to all the other websites and the podcast, How to Mama Without Drama. I hope this episode has blessed you. If it has, please share it with a friend or family member. And don't forget to hit the follow button so you don't miss an episode. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, may we begin to understand fully who we are as an accepted child of yours, Lord. I ask that my friend would just not be seeking acceptance from the world, but find true and lasting acceptance in their identity as a child of yours. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.